everyone, welcome back. I'm your co-host, Jackie Spinell. And I'm Hannah Meira Plotkin. Let's dive right in. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode. Um, we, Jackie and I, just got off of our amazing Zoom call where we phoned bank, where we, sorry, phone, phone banked with some of our friends for Joe Biden. Yeah, it was a great experience. You know, we did this last week, but we wanted to do it again because last week it was a very short notice and only one person was able to come. Um, So this week we kind of gave over a week's update, uh, um, yeah, uh, notice, and a lot of people were able to come. I mean, a lot as in five of my very good friends. um, And it was great having them. I hope it was a worthwhile experience for them. Yes, not to put anyone on blast, but um, it would have been great to have a bigger turnout. I We spent a lot of time doing some outreach, but we definitely understand if life gets in the way sometimes. We just think it's so cool to have this opportunity to be civically engaged and really make a difference in just such a fun, fun way. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, so we kind of wanted to try out something new where we make our icebreakers not only related to the topic of the episode, but a little bit more personal to us so that you guys can kind of get a, more of a glimpse into our lives. So Jackie, I'm going to ask you um, for this week, do you have a situation where you feel like you are being treated unequally or inferior to other people um, because of various aspects and attributes that you have in your personal life? So I don't know if this exactly answers the question, but I think it does. So I don't know if if you all can tell, but I'm a fairly um, quiet person outside of, well, certainly outside of this podcast, but in general at school and not in the camp community, but definitely in my other circles. And it's not that I necessarily feel inferior, but I'm definitely at a disadvantage by being a more quiet person. For example, when maybe um, in in classes, when a huge chunk of our grade, maybe 25% of our grade is due to participation. And I often participate, you know, if if we're taking notes or sharing a class document or writing things on the board, but I don't always raise my hand. And I think raising your hand and speaking out loud is an obvious way of participation because the teacher can hear you and the whole class can hear you and easily add on to you in a verbal discussion. So even though I, I have no problem um, contributing through, I guess, through the technology or the other the other, I guess, methods or outlets we use in the class. I think not being a very loud person definitely does put me at a disadvantage. It doesn't always, you know, lower my grade, but it's also sometimes teachers call me out when I specifically don't know the answer. Or, and often I do know the answer, I'm just, don't answer. I don't even know why. It's almost, it's, I guess, um, I don't even know why I don't answer. It's just sort of one of those things I do kind of subconsciously and I'm not, I'm kind of wanting to change it, but you know, it's a hard thing to do. So I guess that's kind of one way. What do you think, Hannah? Well, I just want to give you props for talking about that. And also I think it's really cool that you consider yourself shy, but you literally have a podcast and that's really awesome. 
I kind of agree with you in the sense that I think I'm more shy in my social life, but I don't really have any issue like talking in class. I think I'm a fairly outspoken um, class member. It's just, you know, I have my good friends and other than that, I'm not a huge branch or outerer. But um, I guess I've been treated, you know, less for, you know, multiple reasons. I think because, I know I always talk about anti-Semitism, but it's so prominent in my life. I think that being Jewish sometimes puts me at a disadvantage just because people, you know, see me as different and they don't necessarily look down on me, but they see me as different. I've also for sure been treated inferior as um, a female. And I think that that, I think, tons of people have experiences like that and I've also moved around a lot in my life and so you know as a new student in different places I've definitely been been treated as you know like a newcomer who doesn't really know what's going on and you know doesn't really deserve to know what's going on and all these things so I think that there's lots of different personal connections that we can all take from this question and and that's kind of you know why we wanted to bring Audrey on on for this episode. Yeah, and I think I also just want to say, um, Hannah, I appreciate you being so vulnerable. And I think anti-Semitism, being two Jewish girls, is going to be a prominent topic until and until this, I guess, issue subsides, which I don't think it will anytime soon unless we make a strong change, which I think we're trying, but it's just one of those things that's deeply rooted into our country and our culture and cultures around the world, which is very sad. And I also... The sad reality, it's so... It is, sad reality. And I also, for all of the listeners uh, listening, I just want to say that please send feedback whether or not you like this icebreaker question. And also, Hannah and I, we're thinking of starting this new thing where you guys can also answer the icebreaker question. Just send us an email, write us on Instagram, send us a text, and we'll feature your answers. Or if you don't want us to feature them, we'll just, you know, we'll just know them. And it's a great way to stay connected with us and to be featured on maybe some of our social media platforms. Yeah, so, that would be awesome. Yeah, so send us, send us a, I guess, answer to this icebreaker question. Hannah, do you want to kind of dive right into our interview? dive right in yeah um sure so as you're gonna hear a little bit more of an introduction um of audrey you know when we when we um sit down with her but we really wanted to bring audrey on because she's not only a leader that we see in this community of advocating um for inclusion but she also has a really cool personal experience and i think that she really roots herself in this idea of friendship and, you know, letting everyone, you know, be truly who they are. Um, And I think that that's really awesome. And so we really wanted to hear her perspective. And I think that there's a lot to learn from her. So welcome to the show, Audrey. Hi, Audrey. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, We're really excited to have you this week. Um, For those of you guys that don't know Audrey, Jackie and I know her from camp and she's like a counselor. Um, do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself, Audrey? Sure. Um, so I'm Audrey. I'm 21 years old, and I'm a university student. I'm planning on being a teacher after I graduate. Um, and yeah, I'm really uh, a passionate advocate for people with special needs and disabilities. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about this episode. Um, and Audrey, we've, I mean, we know you pretty well, but we, we see, even if we didn't know you personally, we, you were very active on social media about um, people with disabilities. And I'm very excited to talk about this with you. So to start us off, can you please talk a little bit about your personal experience with um, people with disabilities and kind of why you got so involved with being an advocate and speaking up about this topic? Sure. So um, for anyone that doesn't know, um, I have a sister, an older sister named Julia, and she has Down syndrome. So growing up, um, inclusion was always a big topic in my family, and I was kind of immersed in the world of disabilities and especially Down syndrome. And as I've gone, it was, it was always like a normal part of my life. And as I've gotten older, um, I kind of came to realize that that wasn't something that was a normal part of everyone's lives. And I just felt like it was really important for everyone to see how lucky I am to have that part of my life and um, what it means to be inclusive and to celebrate diversity and differences and yeah so I've done a ton of volunteering um, with mostly kids with special needs I've volunteered in a preschool that's um, specifically for um, kids with disabilities but also they have like um, typically functioning kids in their classroom too um, I've done I worked at the Down syndrome clinic at Sick Kids Hospital two summers ago um, and now, um, now I'm actually the chair of an organization at my university, which we basically run programs every every week for kids with um, disabilities and their siblings. And we post about informative things on Instagram and just kind of promote inclusion and diversity. Um, and yeah, I hope that answers that question. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's really cool that you've continued throughout, it seems like a ton of different phases of your life, this like same passion for ensuring that everyone is treated with the respect that they deserve. And I think that like a lot of times in like high school and colleges, people can um, be sometimes really ignorant towards people that aren't like them. I mean, I can think um, at my school, we have like a program for kids with special needs. And so they're kind of integrated into a lot of our classes. And mm -hmm. I've definitely heard things that, that people say behind um, some of their backs. And so I think it's really, really important that there's like peer to peer um, like discussions about this. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah, and if you're comfortable, Audrey, I think it would be great if we could um, link organizations that you work at so that people could find it in the blurbs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The one that I'm um, the chair of right now is called Extra Awesome. And this year, we're really ramping up our um, like social media projects. And we plan to really turn our Instagram page into like an educational and informative page about Down syndrome and all types of disabilities. Um, so yeah, that would be a really good place to look at, I think. Yeah, that's that's really awesome, and I don't know th that much about um, about this topic. I know a decent amount, but I think it would be great to kind of have that also as a resource. 
Um, so can you kind of talk a little bit about the phrase more alike than different? Yeah, definitely. So um, more alike than different is something that I like. I mean, it's, it's like a, I didn't come up with it. I've seen it all over Instagram and other people use the term as well. And basically what we're trying to promote is that while you might see um, like outward differences between you and someone that has a disability, there are so many more similarities that you can find between you and them. And like, you will see that there are so many more things that you have in common than that are different. So like even just using my sister as an example, Julia loves to dance. She's obsessed with TikTok. She's really like actually TikTok famous. She's um, on my For You page sometimes actually. Yeah, yeah. She's, my mom is like trying to get her verified now. She's amazing. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. Um, she's like super social and like there are just so many things that anyone can find in common with Julia or with anyone with disabilities and while you may look at them and think like wow we must be so different I probably can't relate to them etc there are also so many things that you can find in common and I think that's what's really important when you're talking about inclusion is it's important to celebrate our differences and it's important to um embrace being unique and different but I think it's also important to realize that we're all the same and we all want the same things and we all deserve the same things and um yeah I really like that um I guess that phrase I think it has so much um I guess meaning to it and that kind of kind of reminds me I um over this past winter, I volunteered um, at, it's called the Adaptive Program. I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I pretty much ski with people who have special needs and other types of disabilities. And I think that um, that phrase is so relevant because one huge uh, similarity between us all is that we're skiing. And I think that's kind of the focus of the whole um, session. And I think I kind of thought of a question while you're talking. Um, what are some ways that you kind of put everyone's differences aside and celebrate everyone's uniqueness in a respectful way? Um, so I think when you're putting aside people's differences, it's great to just find things that you share in common, like interests or values or, um, I don't know, like we all go to camp with Julia or, you know, like, there, or you ski with everyone at the adaptive program that you do. And um, it's so easy to find things in common and um, like talk about that. And um, it's also great to celebrate everyone's uniqueness. And um, so for example, one thing that I celebrate about Julia all the time is that she is like so confident. She has confidence unlike anyone I have ever met in my whole life. And like she looks in the mirror every day and thinks she is like the most amazing, beautiful person to walk on this planet and has no insecurities whatsoever. And that's something that is like unique to Julia. And I totally celebrate that. I learn from that and um, I think there are so many other messages and lessons that you can learn from people that are different from you. 
we're clearly on the same wavelength here because my next question was going to be, is it more important to just see everyone as equal and as human or celebrate what makes people unique and different? So that's really interesting. Yeah, I, and I think that both of those things are important. Like, I think that it's important to see that we are all more alike than we are different, but it's also important to realize that there are things that make there are things in society that make things more difficult for people with disabilities unfairly so um i don't know if you guys saw um that i shared this video on instagram the other day it was a tiktok video about this guy who makes an analogy that let's say um i'm not disabled i don't have any disabilities um and if they said, if tomorrow everyone could fly but me, I wouldn't really be disadvantaged because I've been able to live my life until this point very easily without being able to fly. And even if everyone was flying to reach something that was a little too high, I could still get out a ladder and reach it too. So it's only when they take away the accessibility for people that can't fly that things become difficult. So if I go to a building and there are no stairs and I have a meeting in the fifth floor, there's no stairs, no elevator, you're expected to fly to get there. Now I'm disabled. Now I can't do it because it hasn't been made accessible to me. So I think that's like a really good analogy to think about how the reason why things can be so difficult sometimes for people with disabilities is because society has made it that way. And like my mom says this a lot, that the hardest thing about raising Julia was not Julia, it was everyone else in the society around her. So I think it's important to recognize that there are things that make us different and we should be accessible and inclusive to make everything equitable. I really like that a lot. And I think it's really interesting that you bring up that like the one thing that your mom was saying was really challenging was dealing with, with other people um, and I guess kind of their reactions. And I was just watching a documentary on Netflix called Unwell, and it was about, it was about essential oils, but they were really talking about how people exploit the market um, and kind of use it as like a placebo thing, but trick people into believing that essential oils are actually beneficial. And there was this whole segment on how the essential oil, oil industry has taken advantage of special needs parents and put them in this position where sometimes people feel like um, essential oils are like the only thing that'll help their kids um, and kind of um, want essential oils to be like the cure. And I don't know if this makes sense, but I just think that that's something that's really frustrating to me and that yeah. um, I guess in a sense kind of takes away this whole idea that like more alike than different in, in a way. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's also a big topic of conversation, of conversation, especially when I was younger. My mom and I used to always think like, if there was something that could cure Julia, would we want to do that? Like if there was a pill she could take and she'd no longer have Down syndrome, she'd just be Julia without Down syndrome, like would we want that? And we have all decided that no, we wouldn't want that because what makes Julia Julia is the fact that she has Down syndrome and everything that comes with that and she has uh, like it's a part of her and we don't want her to be any different that's so 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 cool yeah that, that's such a beautiful thought I'm like smiling yeah um, 
and I think I sort of uh, going back to the analogy you made um, about the flying, I think it's really interesting. And I think not only does that apply to um, people with disabilities, but I think it applies to racial inequality, gender inequality. I think it's society that's kind of making um, equality accessible. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I really like that analogy. I've never thought about, um, about it that way. And I just learned something new. Yeah, yeah. It was a really interesting way to think about it. I'd never thought about it that way either. Yeah. Um, Hannah, do you want to uh, touch on another question? Sure. So Jackie and I kind of wanted to transition in ways that we can help to promote inclusivity and um, more equality for everyone. And so we wanted to start off by asking, how can we recognize our ableism and what can we do to, um, to bring this conversation of ableism towards more of our social groups and friends? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think, first of all, it's really important to um, educate ourselves and um, to listen to the stories and experiences of disabled people and ask them questions. And it's one thing to hear me talk about it, but I can't talk about my own lived experience. I'm not disabled. So I think it's really important to hear directly from people with disabilities. And I also think it's important to think in a lot of situations that you're in, like, how would this be different for me if I was disabled? And how am I privileged because I'm not disabled? And so I think that's like the first step to education and thinking about it on your own. And in terms of bringing it into a conversation with your friends and on social media, I think, I think one really important thing is to approach, um, I try to approach conversations in all aspects of my life coming from a point of like um, sincerity, I guess. And I, I like to educate people about inclusion and disabilities in a really like respectful and open way where it doesn't feel like a personal attack if someone has said something offensive or is doing something offensive. I prefer to just tell them honestly and openly why they or how they can do better and why it's important to be different and inclusive and um, I don't know. I mean, as a kid, I was very defensive and would have like the attacking approach when talking to friends about it and I would get really heated and it's a topic I'm really, really passionate about, which is why I would get that way. But um, I find that often people are more receptive when you are like more edu like coming from a point of just wanting to educate them in a genuine way and having a conversation about it. Um, and yeah, I think, I think just like candidly talking about it and taking away that sense of like uncomfortability that people often have, like, I mean, you guys go to camp with a program like TICFA where you're immersed with people with disabilities or you're at school and you're kind of like more, um, you're like more involved but some people don't have any experiences with people with disabilities and the conversation can be uncomfortable for them because they just don't know so I think just being open and having the conversation and um 
also, like I said before, just learning from disabled people about their experiences is really important. I think coming from an educated standpoint is always a very um, powerful method. And I think um, what I was just, once you are coming, once you've educated yourself, do you think social media is a good way to promote or to publicize a, a message about, about this topic? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, even like you guys said before, if someone didn't know me personally, but they just like followed my Instagram, for example, they would know that I'm very passionate about this and I'm constantly posting about it. And I think like that kind of constant education is what really like drills the message into people's minds. Like now, whenever I'm around basically anyone that follows me on social media, they might use the R word, for example, by accident, which like, I understand that some people haven't like trained themselves not to use it. And then they'll catch themselves and say, oh, sorry, I know that's so wrong. And that's what I appreciate. The fact that they recognize that what they're doing is wrong and they're trying to be better. And like, I really love to know that, that they know it's wrong and they might have learned that from me. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. Like, I'm always posting about why you shouldn't use the R word, why inclusion is important. And I think that the message is really strong and that people can be really receptive to it, even on social media. I really liked how you were talking about how it's important to actually speak to people who have special needs to really hear from them and have like a firsthand account of their experiences to better understand what's going on. And I think that we should all try and strive to create the, to have these narratives and have these conversations and then like bring back what we've learned to our friend groups because not everyone has the opportunity to do that. And I think that's something that I'm gonna try to do um, in this upcoming year. Yeah. But um, our, next con our next question, um, do you have like a specific organization that we can support um, that encourages inclusion. I don't know if you know very much about Autism Speaks, but I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah, so actually Autism Speaks um, has a lot of controversy associated with it. Um, I don't know if you guys like know about that too. I'm not super educated on the topic. And like I said, like there are kind of two arguments to it, but um, some people say that Autism Speaks is um, like really um, highlights the negative parts of autism. Autism is very different from Down syndrome. Um, and there are a lot of difficult parts of autism. Um, but I mean, there are also a lot of difficult parts of Down syndrome, but kind of in different ways. So Autism Speaks doesn't really like celebrate autism as much as it kind of talks about the difficulties, I'm pretty sure. I'm not really educated on Autism Speaks, but that's just what I've heard. But um, I, think, I think, honestly, it's really great to look at local organizations where you could even volunteer. I know right now it's really difficult with COVID, but like Best Buddies programs is a great one or um, friendship circle, which is, Ooh, um, love friendship circle. yeah, yeah. So there are, or special Olympics. Um, like I think, and like the best thing, honestly, is to get involved locally. Um, one organization that I love, it's not really like, um, 
it's kind of a, more of a movement, but the spread the word to end the word movement, which I feel like it might've changed its name, but it used to be called spread the word to end the word, which is all about um, encouraging people to stop using the R word. And they have a day every year where they get people to pledge to stop using the R word. And I always post about it and I plan on doing a really cool event with extra awesome on that day this year. Um, but yeah, I think, I think honestly, I mean, there are a ton of organizations that you can find online, but the best thing to do is look locally and see how you can help out. Yeah, thank you for, for shedding light on that. Um, I know for just bringing us back to Autism Speaks for a quick second, I know that there's a lot of controversy about their logo and using the puzzle piece to show that there's like a missing piece in, um, in people, but I, I, I don't really, I don't support that. And yeah. I think that I agree with you. I think that um, I personally volunteer at Friendship Circle and I think it's really awesome to like see our community's response to, um, to trying to include as many people as we can and, and ensure that everyone has like a friend and a buddy to be with. And I think that's really cool. I'm sure once you guys go off to college, there will be like a ton of opportunities there too. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very excited. I love working with um, kind of volunteering with people with disabilities. I think I don't know. I just find it. I just I don't know. I find that it's a great um, experience, and I meet a lot of very interesting people who kind of like we talked about before actually have a lot of similarities um, with you, but. Um, I also just wanted to say that we'll definitely link all of the websites that you named into the blurb so that all of the listeners can um, access them and check those all those websites out. Yeah, sounds good. I, I have something else to add. I was oh, just yeah. um, going to say that um, one of the other reasons why I'm really passionate about inclusion and diversity is that people with disabilities actually represent a greater proportion of society than any other minority, but still somehow they're really often excluded from like mainstream conversations about diversity and equal rights. And um, that's why I feel like it's my responsibility to really open up the conversation and shout their worth and um, include them in our activism. Wow, I had no idea. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Just learned yeah. another thing. Um, yeah, I think advocating for any minority, and I think I'm just constantly thinking back to the analogy that you said before. I think you brought up so many interesting topics, Audrey. It was wonderful having you, and I certainly learned something new, and I hope all of the listeners did as well. Thank you I, No, I had so much fun recording, and it didn't even seem like 45 minutes or however long this was. I mean, I think it's so interesting. I really liked that, that fact that you just gave us about um, disabilities making up such a great proportion of our society. I want to thank you guys for having me. I'm so glad that you thought of me to talk about this topic. So thank you so much, Audrey, for coming onto the podcast. You were filled with many interesting analogies and just information and also organizations that we'll be sure to link in the blurb. And I think that, you know, it's so important to 
treat everybody equal. And this is one message that we're constantly trying to emphasize on this podcast. Equality is so important, you know, and Audrey talked a little bit about this, but I think Hannah, we kind of wanted to talk about how it's important to accept your own differences and the differences in others, accepting our uniqueness. That's what makes us who we are. And I think often we're not proud of maybe what makes us different or how we stand out, but I think that we need to love ourselves for those differences. And, you know, what would we be without this? So for example, Audrey talked a lot about how her family had talked a lot about if Julia didn't have Down syndrome or if there was a pill she could take that could get rid of her Down syndrome, would they want that? And I think she brought up such a great point that no, they wouldn't want that because because of maybe Down syndrome or because of all of the unique differences that Julia has, that's what makes Julia, Julia. And I think, you know, we need to see that, that in ourselves and love ourselves for that. I think you bring up such a cool point about uniqueness. And, you know, even if your differences may not be physical and they're more mental, emotional, or spiritual, this is a great, you know, place to just have this realization and say, like, everyone's different. Like, I have wavy hair. Jackie, your hair's not as wavy curly as mine. But it's so important to be proud of our differences. It would not be fun if we were all the same person. Like, let's just think about that. No. And so we need to, yeah, I mean, that would, we'd all just be robots. So, <laughs> and I think that that's kind of what Audrey and Jackie are getting at here. And it's, it's so, it's so cool that, that everyone has something to celebrate, whether or not you realize it or not, just taking a moment to acknowledge that you're unique and you're different and you're the only one who can be you on this entire planet, no matter what you dress up for, for Halloween or Purim, you're the only one that can truly be you, which is a really interesting thought process. We also just wanted to bring up the fact that um, it, this is a great conversation to have in your friend groups just to ensure that everyone is being treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve and that everyone is able to recognize the fact that we're all going to be different. We're all going to have different opinions and that's cool too. Yeah, it's so important to, you know, talk with people who you have different opinions on, who are you just heard you're different on. I know we keep going back to the Girl Up Summit episode, but you want to surround yourself in a friend group with multiple different people, with multiple different opinions who look so different. And I think that, like Hannah said, if we weren't different, we'd all be robots. And I think that's kind of true. And it could, even if, you know, we're not that, I guess, similar, we still need to, you know, see through the differences. I don't know. And also, I just wanted to say that this kind of ties back to, um, to the icebreaker question, because even if it's the little things, like one of my differences in a class um, of extroverts might be that I'm an introvert or through a group that seems very loud, you know, I'm very quiet or Hannah to a group of, you know, people who might not be Jewish, you are Jewish. And that is one of your many differences that, you know, instead of being ashamed of, you should celebrate. And I also just kind of want to want to say this one quote that I'm sure you guys all know, be yourself because everyone else is already taken. But I also 
Oh, this oh, is awesome. so powerful. I love it. I love this quote. It's true. Be yourself. You're the only one who can be you. Yeah. And, you know, I think what sets us apart is what makes this world so special. And we can really harp on this for so long, but Jackie, you've really hit all all the main points. And I think that that's so awesome. And just keep having these conversations, keep creating this narrative and that that's all we can ask. So that's it for this week's episode of Dive Right In with Jackie and Hannah. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on Instagram at Dive Right In Podcast and Jackie's personal Instagram at Jackie Spinell and mine at Hannah.Plotkin. Um, we also have our brand new Twitter page, which is at Dive Right In 2, and we plan to be very active on there as well. Be sure to subscribe and leave, leave a review wherever you listen. You can leave any additional feedback at DiveRightInPodcast at gmail.com. And you just... Dove right in. Bye.